This season of Beyond the Drink is brought to you by our friends at One Hope Wine. One Hope is a Napa Valley winery built on hope and rooted in purpose. Every bottle of their award-winning wine supports a meaningful cause. One Hope has donated over $8 million to causes around the world. To learn more about One Hope Wine, the winery, and to join their wine club, go to onehopewine.com. Follow them on Instagram at One Hope and on Facebook at One Hope Wine. One Hope, we thank you. Hey everyone, I'm Cappy and you're listening to Beyond the Drink, a production of Beyond the Plate. In this season, we sit down with head winemaker of One Hope Wine, Mari Wells Coyle, as she guides us through some unexpected wine pairings. We're not talking about red wine with steak and white wine with fish. She'll be sharing the right glass or bottle to go with some everyday snacks you might have right at home in your own pantry. We'll be asking our guests from this season of Beyond the Plate what their favorite snacks are, and then we'll put Mari to the test. We're gonna have some fun with this series, so sit back, relax, grab your favorite snack, and please don't forget the wine opener. All right, Mari, good afternoon. We're back. Hi, Cappy. Good to be back here with these snacks. Always good to be back. I'm excited for this week for many reasons, but let's bring everyone up to speed on last week's guest, shall we? This was a special one for both of us, I think, because last week was Chef Phil Tessier from Press Restaurant right down the road in Napa Valley, and this was a live episode from One Hope Winery, which was super exciting for us to see the winery, but also exciting to be back in person doing one of these episodes, which was really fun. So Chef Tessier, for everyone, if you missed last week's episode, I highly encourage you to check that out. But an award-winning chef, he's at Press Restaurant right now, down the road from One Hope, as we mentioned. In 2015, he was the first ever American chef to place on the podium at what's considered the Olympics of cuisine, the Biennial Bocuse d'Or competition in Lyon, France. He took home the silver medal. And then two years later, he actually coached the 2017 U.S. team to win gold. He's worked in some of the best kitchens around the world. This guy is like uber talented, extremely philanthropic, does a ton in the community out there in Napa Valley, does a ton in mentoring young cooks. Anyway, that's Chef Tessier. But for purposes of why we're here today, when we asked him his go-to snack, here's what he had to say. Name a go-to snack in your pantry. Usually it's some kind of nuts, almonds, peanuts, something you can, you know, walk around. My wife's always making sourdough, so probably those two things. All right. Nuts, all kinds of nuts, peanuts, almonds. Let's expand upon that. What deliciousness do you have for us this week in the wonderful world of wine? Well, Chef Tessier sure was a pleasure to host here in Napa Valley. And I love to snack on nuts myself. It is a wonderful snack, very rich in protein, nutritious. And, you know, we have so many options now. I think we were talking about that a little earlier, Cappy, about the options that are, you know, available now for this different seasonings and flavors. And so, you know, at home, I like to pair wine with like a Marcona almond. I think those are just, you know, they're really flavorful. They're salted. They have a slight like oil to them. And that's just really great on a cheese board, throwing on the charcuterie board, whatever it is. And I also love to have some herbs and spices on nuts. One of my go-to nut flavors is adding some chopped up fine rosemary to an assortment of mixed nuts, especially a Marcona almond mix that already has that oil base to it, really intensifies the flavor and allows it to absorb on the almond itself. 
So I selected Cabernet Sauvignon for this pairing because Cabernet has such an interesting and intense tannin structure. It pairs really well with herbal flavors like rosemary. It just brings out a lot of the fruit component. And I just love to have that rosemary flavor with a dark, rich Cabernet. Amari, I meant to ask you, is uh, Cabernet Sauvignon a grape that's predominantly grown in your neck of the woods in Napa Valley area? Yes, Cabernet is grown prolifically and that throughout Napa Valley, it is the grape variety of choice recognized as making, you know, world-class wines. Got it. Can you just school us a little bit on, just for someone who may be like kind of new to wine or wine pairings, like tannins in general, when you say that those rich tannins, explain like what those do for wine in general or this specific wine? Like what is that flavor profile of like a high tannins relay to the palate, if you will. Absolutely. Well, the best example that I have relates to walnuts, actually. Walnuts are another classic pairing with Cabernet. And the reason is there is a bitterness compound. Tannins are actually a bitterness compound. They're found in tea. They're found in other foods and beverages. But most notably, you'll find them in black tea, where you have a little bit of astringency, a little bit of bitterness. And a lot of times what I like to do is match that with something that has equal amounts of those bitterness compounds because you really start to build the whole pairing and experience when you blend and match and sort of weave together these tannins. So uh, chopped up walnuts are another great way to add. I even always recommend baklava as a great Cabernet pairing for dessert because you get the spices, you get all of those really rich flavors, and you have the intensity of that walnut, which is rather meaty and intense and really matches well to those big tannins in Cabernet. I love that. And what would be the opposite? to tannins, if you will. Does that make sense? Yeah. So tannins are either present or they're not present. They actually come from the skins and the seeds of the grape itself. So typically white wines, we're fermenting those off of their skins and seeds. So they have very low phenolic or tannin content where red wines are actually fermented using the skins and the seeds to build that texture and mouthfeel and of course extract color. So those are two, you know, really different types of winemaking. And the more tannins you have, the richer, the bigger the mouthfeel is going to be the structure and the longevity of the wine. Got it. And then we discussed how there's just, I mean, you go down the nut aisle of the grocery store and it's not just peanuts, almonds and, you know, walnuts. It's 10 various nuts and salted and unsalted and honey roasted and spicy and wasabi and sweet chili and <laughs> and everything. So are we using the, the nuts in general here or will flavors of the nature we just shared kind of equally play well with the Cabernet Sauvignon? Yeah, I think you're right. I think that the different flavors play off the base of the nuts itself, whether you're using peanuts or almonds or walnuts or Brazil nuts. I like to pick something a little bit more away from the peanut side, more toward almonds, more toward Brazil nut even and walnut. Those typically are just better paired with wines. Peanut is a very distinct flavor. And for me personally, it changes the whole palate when I eat or taste peanut butter. So I typically go toward those more subtle 
combinations or something as bold as a walnut. So we'll we'll end up with more oil hold up, like hold up better to to this specific wine. And here's why I'm asking that. When I go to my father-in-law's house in Tulsa to visit him, he has, you know, on his countertop, 10 different jars of nuts ranging from pecan and walnuts to pistachio and macadamia. And I know macadamia have like a high fat or oil content too. Is there like a fun game I could play with him with like, here, try this and then take a sip of wine and then try this one and then take a sip of wine? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think you really hit it on the nail on the head, the macadamia nut, the texture, the richness, the fatty content of those are going to automatically pair well with wine because you do have the acidity of wine in that range. You're going to be using that, you know, acidity and the fat combination to play up that pairing. And I like to get creative. You know, that's why I said chop up some rosemary, add that to the mixture. If you're pairing a white wine with the macadamia, you know, maybe you want to add the white chocolate, you know, classic combination to your trail mix, if you will. Or maybe you've got something you want to sprinkle on like truffle salt. This is an area that is really fun to discover and experiment and have fun. And all those jars of of nuts on the counter sound like a real fun competition (laughs) you could do. It is awesome. Mari, thank you. This was a good one. This was fun. Now I'm excited. I'm going to I'm going to visit him in a few weeks. So, you know, let the wine and nut pairing commence. Thank you to One Hope for helping make this season of Beyond the Drink possible. We appreciate it. Thank you, Cappy. If you're interested in the wine Mari talked about in this episode, check out the episode notes in your podcast player or go to beyondtheplatepodcast.com and we'll link you to it. Find me and keep up to date with this podcast across all social media platforms at OnCappy's Plate or go to beyondtheplatepodcast.com. Beyond the Plate is also on social at BT Plate Podcast. This episode was produced by myself along with Ian Cohen, Joe Yetten, and Sean Petrosian. Our digital media producer is Sarah McClellan Me. Our music has been composed by Goldfork. Find him at iGoldfork. As always, a special shout out to my wife, Katie. If you have a moment, we love and appreciate it if you could rate or review and subscribe to this podcast on your listening site of choice. Thank you for listening to Beyond the Drink, a production of Beyond the Plate. I'm Kathy.